Can trusting yourself more actually lead to your career passion? Hi, everybody. Kay Kirkman here back with you again. And that's what we're talking about in today's show. We're talking about trust. We're talking about how you can trust yourself more and how that can lead you to your career passion. So if you're in a place where you don't understand why you're still stuck, stay tuned. Welcome to the Gen X Career Show, the only podcast designed specifically for the Gen X professional who wants to start a new chapter, finally finding passion and fulfillment in the work that they do every day. I'm your host, Kay Kirkman. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Gen X Career Show. Kay Kirkman here with you again for yet another episode of the show. Always my favorite time of the week when I get to sit down and record another episode. And today, of course, is no different. Now, today I'm going to be taking a slight step back to last week because I got some questions regarding the show last week. You know, last week we talked about this idea of am I doing the right thing? Am I pursuing the right career passion? Am I going on the right path towards this career, this this passion project? Whatever it is that I truly want to do, I'm feeling not satisfied. I'm feeling like this isn't my career path, that there's something more for me. But how do I know that if I put the time and energy and work that it would take to switch directions into something, how do I know that I'm not going to pursue a career path, a career passion, and it turns out to be not the one that's really for me? And so one of the things that I talked about last week was that everything we do, we do for some sort of a feeling. Although we all want money for the things that it will allow us to have. But really what money is, is it is security. It is, it's a feeling that we get. It's happiness, being able to go out and do things. It's freedom. So these are all feelings that we feel that we think that money or whatever that goal is, that we think that new job or pursuing that career passion will give you. So in actuality, that's really what we want is this feeling. And so I got some questions about that, this whole idea of of a feeling. And so how do I trust that my feelings are going to get me the things that I want is the question that I got. How can I trust that my feelings, if I follow my feelings, I'm going to get the things that I want in terms of my career? And so I thought about this whole idea of trust and how a lot of times what leads us off the path to our career passion, what leads us off the path of finding that thing that we really, really want to do. And and when I say leads us off the path, you know, last week I talked about the fact that you're never really off the path because even if you take a slight detour, that detour is going to give you lessons that you would have never learned had you continued in a straight line. 
success is never a straight line. It's always a squiggly, curvy line. But all of those curves are necessary so that we get the lessons that we need to ultimately get where we want to go. But when we think about this idea of trusting ourselves, a lot of times we do not trust ourselves for a variety of different reasons. And what I want to do today is talk about this idea of trust and talk about how we can build up our trust within ourselves. Because when we talk about trust, the very, the most important form of trust, the most important trust you can have is trust within yourself. Because when you don't trust yourself, you make decisions that are based on what you think other people want you to do. They're not based on what it is that you truly, truly desire. So what happens is, is we don't trust ourselves. We think that somebody else knows more about our lives and what we should be doing than we do. So we follow the advice of friends and families and friends and family and colleagues thinking that they know better than we do. And what happens is that leads to us feeling unfulfilled. And then it eventually leads to resentment. And we think it's resentment against the other person, those people who told you to do something and now you're unhappy, but really the resentment is with yourself. And so every time you take someone else's opinion over your own, you don't trust yourself to make the correct decisions in your life, you start to chip away at the belief that you have in yourself. And when you start to chip away at that belief, it starts to chip away at your self-esteem and then it gets you into a very unhealthy pattern to where you find yourself in this place and you're saying to yourself at 50, how did I get here? And so what I want to do today is I want to talk about how we can start to rebuild trust within ourselves right, how we can start to rebuild trust within ourselves so that when we start making decisions, we're making decisions from a place of really knowing ourselves, knowing our likes, knowing our dislikes, knowing who we are. And so that way, even if the decisions don't get us exactly where we want to go, we're not resentful because we know that that was a true decision that we made based upon our own wants and needs. And so again, I talk about the fact that trust is really honoring or trusting that the things that you're feeling are valid and really taking a look when things seem to be off for you. The way I want to work this out is I want to talk about four things that I feel that you can do in order to start to build trust in yourself. And as we go along, hopefully it will make sense in terms of your career path and following your career passion. And so the first thing I want to talk about is honoring your feelings. What does that mean? It sounds like a bunch of of words, right? When we talk about our feelings, our feelings are really just part of our intuition. You can call it God speaking to us, whatever you believe in, in terms of your beliefs. I definitely believe in God. So for me, it's God speaking to me through me. 
telling me, okay, you need to go left. You need to go right. Nah, that's not going to be good for you. And what happens is, and everybody experiences this. So you can call it intuition. You can call it God, whatever you want to call it. It's that little voice inside of you that says, "Mm, you shouldn't be doing that. You're not going to like that. And over time, when you start to quiet that voice and not listen to it, that's how we start to lose trust in ourselves. So when you start to get those feelings, uh, you know, a perfect example is a job. You're, You're on a job interview, right? And you're speaking with the employer and there's something that's not right. There's something that's not right about the culture, the fit. It just doesn't feel right. But you need the money or it's five minutes from your house. There's something that you're using to rationalize making a decision and you're not really trusting your gut. And so you take the job and it ends up being something that you really don't want to do. And so the first way that you can start to build trust within yourself so that you can find your career passion is to honor your feelings. So when you feel that discomfort, when you feel that something is off, I'm not necessarily saying that it means that you shouldn't do that thing, but it definitely is worth a pause. It's worth you taking a beat, taking a break, taking a second and saying to yourself, okay, let me take a step back take a look at this again and see if this is really the choice that I want to make. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to, and kind of piggybacks on the first thing of honoring your feelings, but it's actually something that you can physically do. And I might've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it really bears repeating. Make a list, make a list of the things that you truly like and you truly dislike. You can use it in the sense of a career. So think about your career passion, but just start to make a list in general of the things that you like and the things that you don't like. You would be surprised at how much we're on autopilot, how much we make, we let others make decisions for us, so much so that sometimes we don't even know what our favorite color is, what we like to do on a weekend, what our favorite book is. So start to think about your likes and dislikes. And as you go through the day, think about all of the choices that you make. You know, we make thousands of choices every day. Some of them are automatic, like that our body makes for us, but some of them are conscious choices that we make every day to go left instead of right, to go to the store instead of staying at home. All of these different decisions. As you're going through your day, think about how many of those decisions are truly your decisions. And how many of those decisions are things you're doing because you think someone else is going to be pleased or you think someone else is going to be happy with that decision? Count how many decisions you're actually making that are truly your decisions. The more decisions you can make that are truly your decisions, the more you're going to start to develop this trust with yourself. So number one, Honor your feelings, honor your gut feelings, your intuition. Don't ignore them. Number two, make a list of your likes and dislikes and count how many times each day you're doing things that you're doing things not because you necessarily want to, not because you like to do whatever that thing is, but because it's something that someone else has told you you should be doing. Think about that. 
Now, the next one is really big. Don't use past mistakes against yourself. You know, when you get to be a certain age and all of my Gen Xers will know what I'm talking about here, you start to take inventory. You start to look back at all of the things that you've done in your life, especially when you're at this place, when you're at this crossroads in your life where you're thinking about, okay, what do I really, really want this next half of my life to look like in terms of my career? What do I, what things do I want to spend time on? What things matter to me? What things are important to me? And you think about all of those past mistakes that you've made in your life. Or you think about all of the times when you should have gone left and you went right. You took the job for the wrong reason and you were miserable. Maybe you're in that job today and you're taking a look at all the mistakes that led you to that place. And you're using that as a reason why you can't move forward. Once again, you're not trusting yourself that even though you made mistakes in the past, that's not necessarily an indicator of what you can do in the future. And so beating yourself up because of things that you've done in the past, mistakes that you've made in the past, is a surefire way to begin to chip away at the trust you have with yourself. And so what can you do instead? Well, instead of looking at past mistakes and using them against yourself, start to look at past mistakes to see what you can learn and grow from. Start to look at past mistakes as feedback as to what you can now do. And it doesn't matter how long ago those mistakes were. If you're still ruminating over those mistakes, then it's worth going back and taking a look. What are the lessons that you can pull out of those mistakes? How can you take those mistakes and use them as fuel for your next, whatever that is? So the third thing is don't use past mistakes against yourself. Instead, use those mistakes as fuel. Use those mistakes as a way that you can learn lessons that you can then take with you as you are developing your skills, your new skills, as you are going towards that career passion that you have. All right, so once more, number one, honor your feelings. Number two, make a list of likes and dislikes. Count the number of times each day that you make decisions that are based on what other people want you to do. Number three, don't use past mistakes against yourself. Instead, use past mistakes as feedback, as fuel to help you do something different in the future. And the fourth point I wanted to make today is don't look to the past as an indicator of what you can do in the future. Now, I want to spend a little time on this one. So this one piggybacks on the last point, but I want you to think about yourself Think about your past and think about all the things that you've done in your life. You've probably done some really, really amazing things with your life, right? You've lived a lot of life. You've done a lot of things. You could look back and you could see some things that you were really proud of. You know, there is a book by Gay Hendricks and it's called The Big Leap. 
And in The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks talks about this idea of the upper limit challenge. So what happens is, is that sometimes we get stuck in a rut, not necessarily because we're looking to pass mistakes, but because we're looking at the things that we've done in the past as the as the ceiling and the threshold of what we can do in the future. Now, what do I mean by this? In his book, Gay Hendricks talks about how everyone has this upper limit. So everyone has this point where they feel, and it may be subconscious, but they feel that they can't go any higher than that. So this could be an amount of money that you can make the type of relationship that you can have, the type of friends that you can have, the type of neighborhood that you can live in. You know, you have in your mind set of what is, quote unquote, big enough for you. And again, nine times out of 10, it's subconscious, but you think to yourself, there's no way I could get beyond this thing. Now, a lot of that has to do with how you grew up, what you were told growing up, and then what you internalized from all that, what you made it mean. Because there are plenty of people that grew up in poverty poverty that are now millionaires and billionaires because although they had that program, they didn't make it mean that they couldn't do something more. And so what happens is when we're talking about this idea of trusting ourselves, we only Many times we only trust ourselves to be able to do, to only reach a certain capacity. So in our minds, let's say $50,000 is the most we can earn in a year. $75,000, $100,000, we can't even imagine going past that. And so in order to break through that upper limit, you have to change your perception of who you think you are. You've got to see yourself as a person that can make $75,000, $100,000, million, whatever it is that you want to make. You have to see yourself as a person that could actually do work they love as opposed to clocking in and out for a paycheck every day, right? So it's really tricky because these programs that we have running oftentimes have been running since we were young children. And so it's not that it can't be done. We just have to be aware of what's going on. And so what I like to do a lot of times is question myself. You know, if there's something that I'm telling myself I can't do, I start to question why I'm thinking that. Because anything that you want to do, I guarantee there's someone who's done it. There's someone who's had your circumstance or worse and has overcome whatever obstacles they needed to overcome to do that thing that they want to do. So if someone has done it, then it can be done. So why is it that I'm saying to myself that I can't do it? And so those are the types of questions that I ask myself. So this idea of not looking to the past as an indicator of what you can do in the future is about trusting yourself to go beyond that upper limit that you think you have for yourself. Again, trusting yourself that you could become the person that can do those things that you say that you can't do. 
And so actually, when you think about it, it's very bizarre that when we want to do something new, the first thing we do is we look to to see what we've done in the past, right? I mean, think about the Wright brothers. Think about the Wright brothers telling people that they wanted to fly in the air, something that had never been done before. How could they look at their past as an indicator of what could be done in the future? Something that had never been done. So we can't go to our past and see the things that we've accomplished and look at that as an indicator of what's possible for us in the future. To do that, we have to go back to trusting ourselves and then we have to get into creation mode. To do that, we have to trust ourselves and then we have to get into creation mode because the only way that we're going to do something new is to first is to first create it in our minds and then go to work on making that thing, whatever it is that we want to do, an actual reality by putting the work to do it. When we look to the past as an indicator of what we can do in the future, we will oftentimes bump up against that upper limit and we have to move past that and trust ourselves that there is something that we can, if there is something that we want, then we can create it. And how do we do that? We do that with the thoughts that we're thinking and then the actions that we take from those thoughts. So just wrapping up again, how how do we begin to start to trust ourselves? Because trusting ourselves, knowing that you can accomplish the things that you want to accomplish is going to help you go, go to your next level, get your whatever that thing is is going to help you fulfill and find, discover your career passion. So the first thing you want to do is you want to honor your feelings. Don't ignore your intuition or your gut feelings about things. Number two, you're going to make a list of your likes and dislikes. And then you're going to notice how many times during the day you're doing things because other people want you to do them and not because you actually want to do them. Number three, you're not going to use your past mistakes against yourself. Instead, you're going to use those as feedback, as fuel, as data as to what you can do differently next time. And the last point is don't look to the past as an indicator of what you can do in the future. Instead, trust yourself. Trust yourself that you can create your future. You can create a new reality by the thoughts that you're thinking. And I just want to throw in a bonus step, and that is keep the promises that you make to yourself. You know, there's a book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And one of the agreements that he talks about is being impeccable with your word, being impeccable with your word. And a lot of times when people read that, they think it means with others. So like, if I tell you that I'm going to do something for you, then I do it. And yes, that's part of it. But the biggest way that you can be impeccable with your word is that you do the things that you say that you're going to do. Because every time you make a promise to yourself that you're going to do something and you don't do it, 
it chips away at the trust you have in yourself. And I, I really can't emphasize how important it is that you trust yourself because when you don't trust yourself, it's like a slow burn, but it steadily starts to erode the image that you have in yourself, the, the image that you have of yourself. And when you don't have a strong self-image, there's no way that you can go after the things that you want. So that's a bonus. Do When you make a promise to yourself, even a small promise, you know, one of the things that I've been doing this year is really trying to cut down on my sugar intake. And so if I tell myself that I'm going to have something sweet, I say I'm only going to have one cookie and I have two cookies instead of one, even though that seems like a really small thing, over time, as I continue to have two cookies instead of one, like when I said I was going to have one and I have two, it starts to, in my mind, make me think that I can't be trusted. And it starts to chip away at the belief and the trust that I have in myself. And so just think about small ways that you, small ways that you don't honor your word to yourself. And then on the flip side, start to do the things that you say you're going to do for yourself, even really small things even really small things. It could be something so small. Like today, I'm going to, just like Kay says, I'm going to write down that list of my likes and dislikes. And then notice how you feel when you complete something that you said you were going to do. Notice that feeling that it generates and see how that starts to give you momentum in doing other things. So I just wanted to throw that one in there because I think it's so important that we we honor the things that we 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 are impeccable with with our word, but first and foremost, we are impeccable with our words to ourselves. And that starts to bring trust. And when we trust ourselves, we can definitely go after that career passion that we have with confidence and achieve whatever it is that we want. So that is it for me today. I hope you got something out of today's podcast. And I will see you the next time. Thanks for joining us this week on the Gen X Career Show. Make sure to visit our website, yourgenxcareer.com. And while you're there, grab your free dream job discovery list, a curated collection of over 20 job titles to spark your imagination, ignite your passion, and move you one step closer to work you truly enjoy.